stand up and be special. Testing, testing. Okay. Stand up and be special. Uh, Self care, mental health, habits, values. Stand up and be special podcast. Yes, okay, so I just. I just start. Hello and welcome to Stand Up and Be Special podcast. Um, My name is Izzy and I will be your host. I'm super excited to be starting this podcast. This is my first episode, so I'm a little bit nervous. Anyway, if you don't know me, I'm 21 years old and I'm currently in my final year at Macquarie University in Sydney. I'm studying a Bachelor of Media and Communications, majoring in PR and Journalism. So I wanted to start a sort of personal project to put all of my little thoughts and insightful conversations that I have with friends and colleagues into one place, almost like a library of thoughts and ideas. The name Stand Up and Be Special actually came from a ballet teacher I had when I was little. She always said this to me in class and it always reminds me to honor my inner child and also do the things that I'm passionate about and interested in, even if I'm absolutely awful at them to begin with. I would also like to preface this episode with this is by no means expansive. I have generalized quite a few things, which I hope to go into more depth, but I don't really think you need a life story. Otherwise, we'd probably be here all afternoon. I also don't know everything. This is just based on my personal experience. So if you have any um, questions or you want to let me know something or I've said something that's incorrect, then please don't hesitate to let me know. Anyway, let's get into it. Recently, I was asked to think about the skills that I have learned in university and how I would communicate this to a future employer. So I began thinking about a timeline of how events from when I finished school in July of 2018 and those that led me to start a diploma of media and communications in October of that same year. So just for a little bit of background, I got a really low mark and that was basically the only way I could get into university. So I do wish I actually had waited to find out what I wanted to do and done some part-time work or internships to do a little bit more soul searching, so to speak. So I absolutely regret rushing into tertiary education without doing research and also without trying different things and meeting more people. Anyway, in this assignment, it seemed so simplistic to simply describe who you were in about a thousand words. And it also made me think about my version of success right now and how I think about it in comparison to in the past. So I used to base success or more specifically, I guess, self-worth, which is what I attached the idea of success as money and jobs and those sort of more materialistic things that you would commonly attribute to success. So there is nothing wrong with wanting these things, but I no longer celebrated the small wins, like going to the gym in the morning and doing a really good session, practicing gratitude every day, having a deep and meaningful conversation with a friend. I wasn't filling my own cup and appreciating that fullness and experiencing life. I know it sounds really cringe to say that, but um, I honestly think that metaphor is a pretty good one. So I guess partly because of this looming success, but also because I am quite an anxious person, I don't really like looking too much into the future. I would rather look at maximum the next 12 months and think about what I want to achieve in that time. So I think this is a much more attainable vision of success. In a way, it serves a long-awaited form of instant gratification. So instead of thinking, I 
want to get a house, you can think I want to save a certain amount of money in the next year so I can eventually buy that house. That's sort of how I now think about it. That doesn't mean I don't have long-term, medium-term or short-term goals. It just means that I don't equate my success with these goals emotionally. So I have goals that I would like to eventually reach, but I don't equate that with my self-worth. So this idea of your future is honestly so scary to me. I think it is scary to everyone, especially during this continual time of pandemic and uncertainty. The reason I'm talking about this is because time is quite irrelevant when we're talking about success, even though I've actually just discussed goals. But anyway, um, the timeline that the universe or God or whatever you might think conducts this time is individual to you. And I know that's an extremely elusive thing to say, but not honoring that things will take their own time and expecting success in air quotes to equate to fulfillment when these big life goals are achieved is actually quite limiting. So the reason I call this episode ever changing is because at some point I will actually have to make more concrete decisions about my long-term goals and plan accordingly. I also think that success at my current time in life is remaining comfortable with being uncertain about a lot of things and actually accepting that. So being a uni student, I actually have a lot of time still to plan my savings or where I want to go or more travel that I want to do. So I think remaining in an almost constant path of uncertainty is where I actually have to remain, especially as I did such a broad degree like media where my opportunities for employment are so incredibly expansive. So thus far, I've discussed my thought processes about success and why I had to change my thinking. So I have a sort of formula for my priorities, if you will, and these relate to my thinking of currently not having extremely long-term goals, because if you're working towards something within reason, it will happen when it's supposed to happen. So number one is health. I am extremely conscious about my health. I'll probably do a episode about what I do and why it is so important to me. But alas, health is number one. Number two, and I guess relating to that is sleep. Sleep is super important. If you haven't read Why We Sleep by Matthew Walker, I think his name is, then please do. It is an amazing book about why we need sleep and scientifically how you can actually achieve good sleep. Number three is movement. This entails exercising, but also just generally not being too sedentary and working or being out with friends or generally just sort of being in different environments. Number four is boundaries. So this relates to my relationships, whether that be friends or family and also my technology and how I use it. So my phone, my computer, any sort of technology that you might interact with. Number five is people. And the reason that people are so far down the list of my priorities is because I like to take care of myself before anybody else and I try and do this as often as I can otherwise I actually end up people pleasing and putting other people's needs before my own so that's why they're so far down the list so people obviously are very much needed in your life to support you and to um, invest in these relationships so that you can network and also to feel generally happy. So number five, obviously. Number six is stimulation. So this can have to do with working, creativity, new experiences, hobbies. It's quite a general, I guess, category. But I always like to make sure that I have something new on the horizon that I'm working towards or that I'm doing. So for example, this podcast would be 
something new. So with this very loose framework in mind, I want you to think about how you define success in your world. So it may not be how I define it, but you may want to think about why you think it is reaching this goal or having this thing will make me happy. I want you to sway away from thinking that when I get X, I will be successful. I don't want to be general, but a lot of our values are influenced by marketing and psychological control that social media has over us. I would know I'm a person who uses and wastes time on social media, and that is my degree. So I want you to think about why you think X will make you successful or why you actually equate it with being happy. I'm aware that success is actually quite a sticky topic to talk about and it has a lot to do with privilege and where you grew up and who your family is and how much money you have, etc. But what I, when I talk about success, I'm not talking about any of the things that we can't control. I'm talking about your mindset about success and how you can actually change that in order to make it work for you. Um, so I want, so I want to now talk about things that you can, ha- that can help you to sort of, I guess, help you construct your day, but also work towards something bigger. So instead of thinking, so instead of thinking about success as material or necessarily goal-driven terms, again, I should reiterate that if I don't think having goals is bad, nor wanting particular things or possessions, I want you to think in short-term, medium-term and long-term goals. Again, I don't mean to be elusive, but these terms can be defined in your own world as short or as long as you want. So short term for me is the next month, medium term for me is the end of semester because that's how I measure my time and long term right now is one year after I finish my university degree because there is a certain amount of uncertainty to that. Beyond that is five years and I hope to have my own property and perhaps have a business of my own. So when I was thinking about this, I actually had to pull myself back from listing things that are materialistic because I'm not trying to think about goals in the future in terms of materialistic terms. I'm aware that owning a property is a materialistic term, materialistic item. I'm aware that owning a property is actually quite a materialistic goal, but it takes a huge amount of planning and working. um, I'm aware that owning a property is a a materialistic goal, but it takes a huge amount of planning and working to actually passively achieve that. The goals I set for this month, for example, was to release my podcast and start an Instagram. I also wanted to work more on my fitness course to get a job in an industry that I have wanted to work for pretty much my whole life. I also wanted to read every day and try and have less screen time. That has not been successful because I'm trying to make a podcast and start an Instagram, so I don't know why that was my goal. Anyway, These goals are not material, so I actually have to work towards achieving them and moving the end goal, so to speak, further away so I can challenge myself. I started my Instagram page one day and I left it for about two weeks before I actually did anything with it. So I encourage you to define these terms into terminology that suits you, that brings you joy, that excites you to move forward. I would encourage you to put them in a place that you can see them or write them in the notes of your phone. So I also want to address something that relates to a lot of us, especially during lockdown, which is thinking that you have to constantly be productive, even in times when rest should be taken. So while creating this podcast in lockdown, I had a lot of time to think about this. I was motivated to try and have a good routine and get all of my uni assignments in on time. 
Um, but I also burnt out pretty quickly. I wanted to get my podcast out and I was really excited by a lot of things that had been on my mind. I started enthusiastically going for a walk every day and working out. So my parents were in the snow for a little while. So my brother and I were actually by ourselves for a bit and then they came home and I ended up not doing that routine anymore. So I think we've become so excited by new year's resolutions, goals, whether that be a short-term or a long-term goal, and the instant gratification that we think reaching those these goals will entail. What I mean by this is more so that we need to be more adaptable to change, but also setting things that we need to do every day and discarding things that actually might be unproductive for that particular day, meaning that we need to be realistic with our success and what is that actually going to look like on a day-to-day basis. Obviously, I'm in a position where I don't have children or a family and my commitments and time might be different to yours. So I have a method of planning my day, which I've done for the last one and a half years. It's something that I created when I was extremely lost and I just needed some sort of direction. So it's absolutely not mind-blowing. It's four things that I try and do every single day to keep on top of my mental and physical health. And um, this has to do with my little framework that I talked about before, but also it's just its own separate thing. So the four things are walk or run, read, journal and meditate. I have written them down religiously every day for the last year in my diary and the thing is I actually don't do them every day. I forget to write them down um, and track them. I don't write them in my journal for weeks because I don't want to face the music of my own self-talk. I don't meditate for the same reasons. I talked about meditating in a recent video I posted on my fitness account Um, (laughs) If you watch that, you'll know that I actually use running as a form of meditation sometimes, and that honestly works for me most times anyway. So then I don't actually force myself or I don't actually meditate as a separate thing. I would encourage you to find some things that you want to do every day. It doesn't have to be four things. You don't have to write them in your diary, and it absolutely doesn't have to be meditation or journal (laughs) or journaling. But I just encourage you to have things that you know will make you feel better and keep you on track with your day and have a place where you where you keep yourself accountable, I guess. So these things might take between like one and a half and two hours. It sounds like a long time, but there is 24 hours in a day. So usually you might spend two hours commuting in Sydney eight hours working and the rest of it on your phone, sleeping or spending time with your friends and family. There's still 14 hours left minus two of those hours and you have time to do other things as well. So I really like to break down my day and think about how I'm spending my time. Obviously not breaking down every minute and second and moment, but also just keeping track of where I'm spending my time and possibly what I need to stop spending so much time on. So I also want to reiterate the fact that no one is perfect and I actually don't do these things every single day. It's hard to be disciplined when life happens. It's hard to be disciplined in lockdown. Life doesn't stop. Like you think you have it all together and then you get a bad grade that you didn't expect. A loved one passes away. A person you thought you were close with leaves your life. You get fired. You're stressed about paying your rent or bills. But the thing is, looking at your screen for three hours after work or before you go to sleep, this won't help you process emotions and it won't help you to perhaps get a better mark or increase your savings or budget 
it won't help you in the long term. So I don't mean to be harsh, but leaving time for for prioritizing yourself and not your social media is self-care. So this leads me to my next point, which I actually learned from Grace Beverly, who wrote a wonderful book called Working Hard, Hardly Working. If you'd like to be inspired by someone who does it all, but also admits to being imperfect on the internet, I would recommend a follow and her book. So self-care is, as she says in her book, is about getting the work done. I know this may sound hard to process at first, but the work that you're stressing about is absolutely not going to get itself done. So three hours on TikTok will also not make it go away as much as I like to admit that I wish it would. So sometimes turning your phone off, and I actually mean off, there's a button on the side that turns it off is the only way to get you there. So give your phone to someone else, sign out of messages on your computer. So making sure that you actually have a space that you can work in and focus in if you really do need to get work done. I started doing this last year during lockdown and then I stopped doing it when life got back and I found myself getting really unfocused again and I started doing it recently and I really noticed a change in my focus and how long I was able to work on things for. My next thing I'm going to talk about is more so relating to tasks but also relates to success in a very roundabout way which is breaking your tasks down. On your to-do list, it might say, for example, do your assignment, but that doesn't actually seem like a very attainable way to break it down. Sometimes when I write that in my planner, I'm very overwhelmed. How am I supposed to do assignment? So if you know you have a project, break it down into things that can be ticked off in 30 minutes or less, like do research into social media marketing for competitor X, then create mood board with colors of sage, brown, and cream in Pinterest, etc. So I just use a really marketing specific version, but that's just what came to mind at the time. So I find it super helpful when I also make sure to estimate before you create the task, how long you you think it would take you and in how long you would realistically focus on it. So that is obviously a super brief way you could break down one task, but I'd recommend doing it in some sort of pattern so your brain can feel like there is actually achievement going on. So I just talked about getting the work done, but also taking time out for self-care and regeneration is really important. So if you cannot possibly fathom a task, a shift at work, making dinner for yourself, then take a break, ask for help, schedule an hour a day, two days in your week where you can turn off your phone and allow yourself to invest in your personal well-being. So there are tips from like brands when they try to promote stuff on social media, take a bath, whatever. These things are actually really helpful to do if you do have the time to do them. So what I mean by personal well-being is actually investing in things that you're actually really passionate about and bring you a lot of joy. So for example, making this podcast was something that I always wanted to do, but I never really had the guts to do it, but I knew I wanted to do it. So investing time into this actually became quite an enjoyable process and actually sort of became a form of self-care for me because I was investing in something that I actually really cared about and really wanted to make successful. (laughs) Successful. When I was writing and planning my podcast, when I was spending time on Photoshop, editing the cover photo, when I was planning episodes, listening to other podcasts for inspiration, reading books, it actually became quite a sort of flow activity for me. And if you want me to do a episode on flow, I will, um, because it's really interesting, but it is almost a productive form of self-care that 
is actually working towards my success, if you will. And it gives me a sense of success, air quote success, because I'm doing something that I'm passionate about and that I really care about. Anyway, what I want you to take away from this episode, if anything, is to define your version of success first and foremost, and also think about why you think this is the optimal definition of it. It could be a matter of thinking about your values, your family values, your habits, and how you want to be viewed as a person in society. Also working out a way that you can reach X without attaching it to your self-worth and allowing yourself to live and support yourself without compromising your mental or physical health. Thank you so much for listening. If you made it all the way through, I appreciate you listening to my thoughts of success. If you have any questions, queries, or you'd like to me or you'd like me to go into more depth about something, please send me a DM. If you'd like to follow along, my personal Instagram is at isabel.sav and the podcast Instagram is at stand up and be special. No dots and it's an and a and d in the middle. A new episode will be out next Sunday, so stay tuned for that one. Lots of love and please enjoy your week.